Welcome to Emerge Mobile First. I'm your host, Jordan Bryant. Here at Emerge Mobile First, we're unlocking the insights, trends, and resources driving the latest in business innovation. If you're new to the podcast, Rapid Fire Friday is more of a quick hit list of some of the key resources our guests use in their day-to-day. And to get the full list of all the resources we've compiled from all the interviews to date, head over to www.emergemobilefirst.com and select the Get Free Resources button. And we'll send you access to the constantly updated list of resources from all of our guests. All right, now let's get to this week's resources from this week's featured guest. And here's a quick intro and recap of who we're talking to. Now, Mike is the Vice President of Research at Gartner for Marketing Leaders, which specializes in mobile marketing. So I'm really excited to have uh, Mike join us today and to talk about the data side and what's happening on the marketing side as far as trends. As we all know, Gartner is one of the top facilities in uh, researching and pulling this information. So really excited to get it from his perspective. So, Mike, I have some uh, rapid-fire questions here for you. You ready for them? Go for it. Yeah, so, you know, very fun popcorn-style questions just right off the top of the head. What's your definition of innovation? Polyurethane foam and neoprene rubber. (laughs) Okay, explain that. Polyurethane foam was what took surfboards from pieces of redwood and balsa wood to things that more, more human beings could actually carry and move around in the water. And neoprene wetsuits, good and bad. I was born in the water before there were a lot of really good wetsuits, the benefit it was it meant that a lot of people didn't want to go out in the water and surf because nobody wanted to sit out in the cold water in Santa Cruz, um, or few people did, uh, except the hardcore guys. And it expanded the world of surfing for good or ill. A lot of old guys like me are like, God, now everybody wants to do this. On the other hand, it's created a, a set of industries and a, and a culture. It's hard to deny. And I think that's a – now, do you want more of a, a mobile marketing or technology-focused innovation type thing? No, it's your definition, however you want to define it. And I feel like it speaks to what you like to do too, so surfing. Stand-up paddling. But ah, surfing, gotcha. Yes. gotcha. I, all my old friends in Santa Cruz would say, yeah. But I think you know, the definition of innovation is, I would say, in the last 10 years, in terms of closer to kind of the worlds you and I live in, Sequentially, I'd say the N series from Nokia and, and the iPhone. And then, if you were to put more emphasis on the idea or the execution, uh, how would you weigh each with a percentage and why? That was that was the hard one when you sent that to me when I saw that the first time. You know, obviously, there's a balance. I come down on the side of kind of twenty five, seventy five, twenty five idea, seventy five percent execution. I don't know what it what what that balance was at a company like Apple, but what I would argue what turned that company around was the focus on execution, not just pure innovation and ideas. Remember, that's how Tim Cook made his bones at that company. It wasn't Johnny I working in Johnny I's design thing, supply chain. Right. And that's execution. And that is in the back then and in this day and age, that's still hard. So I go to 25 ideas, 75 execution. And then what has been your biggest learning lesson on your journey uh, so far, that inertia is a really hard thing to overcome, <laughs> and inertia in the sense that I'm not an advocate of going for the bright shiny object, but that is the in, inertia is a really hard, hard, hard force to deal with. That is part of what makes the job that I do kind of interesting and challenging. It's you're asking people to get out of, a, in many cases, I can get out of a very comfortable zone. Right. 
like, hey, man, you know, we still do direct mail because it's cheap and, you know, a 5% response rate on the Christmas catalog, that's real money for us. Yeah. And it's hard, right, to argue against that for something that is still maturing because right now that guy or gal who's in charge of direct marketing just sees that there's a lot of people with consumer smartphones out there and they don't sell coffee or donuts and they're not an airline so that boarding passes make sense. That person over there is going, yeah, there are a lot of people using smartphones, but for our stuff, catalog still works. Best way to reach them, drive awareness. So I'd say inertia is uh, uh, the, the power uh, and reality of, of what inertia means is probably the, the biggest lesson I've learned in the last few years. How about uh, your favorite business-related book? Insanely simple. All right, what's your pitch? What's that about? I believe the author is Ken Siegel. Okay. I'll double check it and I'll link to it so people can go access it. He was a guy who worked a lot with Apple at their what, their lead advertising agency. And it's not um, one of those hagiographic hey, books about Apple and jobs, but it was it's actually very insightful, right? And he, I think, makes a lot of observations that many of us might who've been around would take for granted and go, yep, it's still good if you have, you know, experience to, to see that because it, it reinforces some things like, Small groups get work done, not big groups. And I'd say that's probably what my my favorite so far. It's, it's I think you probably had to read a lot of business books, and you know the old joke is you know read the first chapter and then the exact you know the conclusion at the end, and you're fine. This is one of those books that you can go front to back. It is focused a lot on design, but there is a lot of process and how you avoid inertia in an organization uh, that I think is relevant. And then when you're looking to, um, you know, learn something new or tap into a trend, uh, what's your favorite digital resource? Now, a new trend in terms of technology. Where do you go for your resource? You know, what's a digital resource that you tap into often? Actually, probably uh, Ars Technica in terms of looking at technology. They have an interesting, I think, take on culture and technology. That's probably like the media source I go to. And then probably... Hmm, Ars Technica is a good one. I'm trying to think of the other resources I go to. A lot of them, I mean, I, I, to some degree, I don't mean Google the search engine, but some of the, you know, the Google data sets and I think are particularly interesting and usually stop, of course, our own in research that we do at Gartner. And then, you know, believe it or not, it's, it is what it is in some cases. Some people, it has, says it has flaws, but Wikipedia is still just a lot of fun for me um, <laughs> and can be very useful. Especially if you're starting, if you're trying to, you know, get a, your arms around, say, uh, a very arcane but important, like, new technology or approach to technology, it can be a really invaluable resource. I'm not demeaning trade magazines at all. I'm just saying that becomes, it's become very uh, interesting. And I think there are a couple of the, you know, I would say also, you know, probably AdAge and Digiday are two of the other kind of digital resources and but do you also mean audio and video and stuff like that are we thinking more about stuff that might applicable to my job yeah i mean it's up to you i mean wherever it's you know from your perspective and what you touch on a day-to-day basis it's always just fascinating to get what what are the things that influence you and like what are these resources you tap into so if you have some favorite podcasts that would be awesome and actually you know one of the it's it's in a very specific area but i think it it can be it can evoke some interesting thoughts about direct marketing but I, i still read Bruce Schneier pretty regularly whenever I, I get his newsletter, the security uh, expert. Not because I'm a deep, dark 
under, you know, have deep, dark knowledge of those tools. But what he's talking about in terms of its impact on government, you know, culture, media, et cetera, I think are instructive. If you, even if you don't have a deep understanding of some of the cryptography and whatnot, I think it's, it's pretty fascinating. And I try to read him the newsletter whenever it comes across. The last rapid fire question and one of my favorites, what is your favorite mobile app and why? Oh, I have to pick one. You can pick a couple. Live Nation. I go to a lot of music. I love going to music. And uh, Surfline's too obvious. Oh, actually, what's on my home screen? And actually, probably the the one that I more frequently, if I'm looking at my uh, usage correctly, it's the uh, Wall Street Journal app. Huh. Cool. Well, there's a digital resource right there, too. Again, I'm an old newspaper reporter. I still think of it as the big gray newspaper. But yeah, no, it's actually pretty frequently hit. But it's interesting. I also have a lot of, um, you know, that that are essentially, you know, a lot of websites that aren't apps, but they have that feature within JavaScript where you can essentially have a create what it looks like a logo or an app logo, but you're really just launching a website. And that's, like I said, joking, not jokingly, but the one I go to a lot in between calls or if I have time is Surfline. Great videos. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely link to these in the show notes. And then Mike, uh, what's the coolest thing you're working on right now that you want everyone to know about? Given my job, I'm not allowed to tell you what that is. <laughs> uh, no, I would say that uh, in all seriousness, it's uh, exploring you know, how organizations or marketing teams are organizing and focused around mobile. Uh, how they're, you know, what we're seeing in some of our research, and I think, you know, we've it's been out there, right, is this, the, the notion that in many cases, you know, very few places, at least in the surveys we've done, where you see that an individual or a specific team has sole responsibility for mobile marketing. What we see is it's increasingly a shared kind of responsibility mm-hmm. within marketing organizations, which is good, but it also can be uh, potentially a negative because it's great that it's everybody, it's a shared responsibility. But you know the old adage, right? If it's everybody's responsibility, it's nobody's responsibility. And so diving into some of those areas are particularly are where I'm at right now. My colleague, Charles Goldman, is also doing some, you know, we're looking at it, the whole issue, you know, the whole dynamic in and around messaging. You know, a lot of people will say these, you know, messaging, et cetera, are you know, going to be the new apps that will capture everybody's attention but it's you know that notion of how we use you know both you know all of the kinds of messaging tools we have whether it's push sms in-app you know there's some interesting stuff there that, that charles is working on and i think probably one of the more and we talked we touched on location earlier one of the things i'm finding fascinating is is yeah we can find out where somebody is right now if they're allowing that the, the their device to share that information Mm-hmm. What is interesting is how some companies are also looking to mine the history. Where do I go? What are my patterns? Not, not that I went to Hawaii last, you know, in March, but rather, what was what were Mike's travel location patterns last year, last week? Right, because think about that from a marketer's perspective. That gives me what more contextual clues about an individual. Right, right, and that starts to help me build out a, a, a more robust profile knowing when is the right time, right place to send a message, and as important, when is the wrong time or place to try to deliver a message to that user. 
And so I think that's something that I'm, I'm looking and exploring, you know, much more. Cause I think it's not just the stuff of immediacy, but it's also how do we, if we can't, how do we get this information and apply that location history to a user? Cause again, having everything could be problematic. How do we use, you know, machine learning? How do we get permission to get more of that kind of information that helps us build more profiles that one hopes and the plan is to be more effective in how we communicate offers of interest to customers and prospects. All right. We'll go out and check out Gartner.com and Mike. So what, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. It was, it was awesome to, to dig in and to learn, you know, from, from one of the best, what it's like to uh, look under the hood about mobile and what's taking place with the data. Hey, Jordan, it was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we can do one again in the future. Absolutely. That concludes our Rapid Fire Friday for the week. Again, for a full list of the resources we've compiled over the interviews to date, head over to www.emergemobilefirst.com and select the Get Free Resources button, and we'll send you access to the full list of resources from all of our guests. Until next week, think mobile first.